Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research which has found that Alaskan beavers are potentially causing an acceleration of climate change due to their impact on permafrost in the region. Buried deep beneath the tundra, frozen bodies lie asleep, waiting for the trumpet call to raise them from their peaty beds. Saturated with the fossilised remains of a menagerie of forgotten kingdoms, their broken lineage piling up into a carbonated device of disturbing consequence. Pressed against these treacherous soils, the pristine plains of Alaskan lakes shimmer in the haze of a low arctic sun, their mirrored surface reflecting the heat of our historic achievements as they lap tirelessly against the rim of earthy confines. From the forest they come. Cloaks of chestnut brown pulled tight against winter's cold embrace, Webbed feet marching in line to erect seamless barricades that hum with gratitude at the precision of this evolved engineering. Callous to the claims that we have made, their palisades lure warming waters, breaking frozen bodies free upon a frail and bloodied sky. This poem is inspired by research published in Environmental Research Letters, which has found that Alaskan beavers could accelerate the thawing of permafrost soils and therefore intensify climate change. Permafrost is any type of ground, from soil to sediment to rock, that has been frozen continuously for a minimum of two years. This permafrost stores the carbon-based remains of plants and animals that froze before they could decompose, and it has been estimated that the world's permafrost holds 1,500 billion tonnes of carbon, almost double the amount of carbon that is currently in the atmosphere. As global warming causes temperatures to rise, this permafrost could increasingly thaw and become unstable, thereby releasing massive quantities of methane and other greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, intensifying climate change. Bodies of water in these regions can accelerate the process because the water they contain is warmer than the surrounding soil, causing the permafrost to thaw, and it would now appear that Alaskan beavers are actively contributing to this process. Alaska's beavers are benefiting from the effects of climate change, with increased warmth and longer growing seasons leading to an increase in the number and spatial distribution of beavers in the region. In less than a couple of decades, they have expanded into many tundra regions where they'd never been seen before, building more dams in their new homes and thereby creating a host of new water bodies that could in turn accelerate the thawing of the surrounding permafrost soils. In one area, near the town of Kotsu Bay in northwest Alaska, satellite images have confirmed the creation of an average of five new beaver dams per year between 2002 and 2019 an increase of over 5,000%. As a result, the water area in this region was found to grow by 8.3% over the same time period. 
As these water bodies are warmer than the surrounding tundra, the increase in number of beaver-built lakes in the region will potentially accelerate the melting of permafrost. This research therefore highlights that beaver-driven ecosystem engineering must be carefully considered when accounting for changes occurring in some permafrost regions and the potential impact that this can have on climate change. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Buried deep beneath the tundra, frozen bodies lie asleep, waiting for the trumpet call to raise them from their peaty beds. Saturated with the fossilised remains of a menagerie of forgotten kingdoms, their broken lineage piling up into a carbonated device of disturbing consequence. Pressed against these treacherous soils, the pristine plains of Alaskan lakes shimmer in the haze of a low arctic sun, their mirrored surface reflecting the heat of our historic achievements as they lap tirelessly against the rim of earthy confines. From the forest they come. Cloaks of chestnut brown pull tight against winter's cold embrace, webbed feet marching in line to erect seamless barricades that hum with gratitude at the precision of this evolved engineering. Callous to the claims that we have made, their palisades lure warming waters, breaking frozen bodies free upon a frail and bloodied sky. In this section of the podcast, I'd like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading The Beaver by Mary Howitt. Mary Howitt was an English poet who was born in Colford, Gloucestershire in 1799. Educated at home, she began writing verse at an early age and was friends with many famous literary figures from Charles Dickens and Elizabeth Gaskell to Elizabeth Barrett Browning and William Wordsworth. A celebrated poet in her own right, she wrote and published an enormous collection of poetry and stories and was also responsible for translating many of Hans Christian Andersen's poems from Danish into English. She is probably best known for her poem The Spider and the Fly, which was first published in 1829. How it died in Rome in 1888 at the age of 88. The Beaver by Mary Howitt Up in the north if thou sail with me a wonderful creature I'll show to thee, as gentle and mild as a lamb at play, skipping about in the month of May, yet wise as any old learned sage, who sits turning over a musty page. Come down to the lonely river's bank, see driven in stake and riven plank, tis a mighty work before thee stands that would do no shame to human hands. A well-built dam to stem the tide of this northern river so strong and wide, look! The woven bough of many a tree and a wall of fairest masonry. The waters cannot o'erpass this bound, for a hundred keen eyes watch it round, and the skill that raised can keep it good against the peril of storm and flood. 
And yonder the peaceable creatures dwell, secure in their watery citadel. They know no sorrow, have done no sin. Happy they live among Keith and kin. As happy as living things can be, each in the midst of his family. Aye, there they live, and the hunter wild, seeing how they were kind and good, hath felt his stubborn soul subdued. And the very sight of their young at play hath put his hunter's heart away, and a mood of pity hath o'er him crept, as he thought of his own dear babes and wept. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com, where you can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.